0: We are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people
1: have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career.
2: They'll have a better
3: idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school.
2: There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County.
0: Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE Now. I'm Rashawn Garnett, and with me I have... Mike Roberts. And today we are at the Ace Center at Hermitage. We are in the depths. We're in the depths. In like,
3: We're right uh, next to the boiler room.
0: Right next to the boiler room. <laughs> <laughs> at the Ace Center. It may be at, old enough to have a boiler room. Might be. Um, right, right next to the... Um, I'm not next to Mike, you messed me up. Jeez. We're (laughs) right here on the campus of the A-Center at Hermitage, and today we have an A-Center teacher we're talking to, and two Atlanteans. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty good. (laughs) A little bit of an Aquaman uh, reference right there. Uh, Huge nerd, huge nerd. But before we get to them, before we get to our guests, I have to remind you guys to check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all at Henrico CTE. And uh, I said YouTube. I did say YouTube. You always try to You never remember that you just said YouTube. I, I always try to remember <laughs> to emphasize YouTube because we need a lot of love on YouTube right now. So, guys, <laughs> check out the YouTube channel at C T E subscribe and hit that notification bell so you get notified whenever we drop a video or, you know, we drop a podcast. Oh, speaking of podcasts, Mike, tell them where, where they can find the podcast.
3: Um, you can find us on Anchor.com, Spotify, Apple, Google, all of your major podcast uh, venues. Uh, looks like right now Apple is pulling away and we are the major between Anchor and Apple or where most people listen to us. All right, good, 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 good. Oh, and real quick update on their international listeners. Uh huh. Um, we have we've doubled our international locations. We're uh, UK, Australia, Netherlands, Ireland, Puerto Rico, Spain, and I can't even read my other, my writing on the other one. All
0: right, perfect. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> well, save that thought, Mike. We'll get to it at the end of the show because we do the exact same. Uh, kind of deal for the intro and outro <laughs> okay. so save that mic and we'll get to it all right but that's cool man internationally known all right um, and podcast um, yeah yeah so uh, we got you covered pretty much everywhere oh yeah um, Spotify and then on all right but now to your feature presentation all right I'm gonna go we're gonna act like it's the first day of school right we're gonna go around the room um, you've already heard enough from me already you've heard from Mike and we're going to have our guests introduce themselves, uh, first and last name, and then give us, uh, you know, your title. And then we'll start grilling you with the questions. All right. So whoever wants to start. Everybody's pointing at everybody. <laughs> this is not video. The
3: fingers. Is like, yeah, nobody can see nobody what you're doing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm Debbie Kello with Swim RVA, and I'm the director of programs.
4: My name is Ted Quinn, and I'm also at Swim RVA, and I run the safety school
2: i'm bobby southard and i'm the sports medicine teacher here at the ace center at hermitage
0: uh, thank you guys so much for uh, hanging out with us today here at the ace center at hermitage we have a home game for bobby but an away game for everybody else <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i want everybody to take some time and what we like to do on this show is talk about career paths uh, because cte is all about careers all about showing kids you know what they can do after high school Um, whether it's go to college or go right into work. So just want everybody to take a little bit of time to go down and abbreviate, if you can, (laughs) your career path and how you got to where you are today, starting with whoever wants to go first.
2: I'm a certified athletic trainer, so my career started not in education. I've been doing it for 21 years. Started working in a physical therapy clinic, then worked for the Richmond Rhythm basketball team that was here for the IBL, then worked with three of the arena football teams and kind of fell into – teaching here at the ASAT Herm because I love athletic training, love sports medicine, and wanted to be able to give back what it's given to me to kids that may want to do something in the future with this type of career.
0: Awesome. Uh, so, uh, you know what you're talking about a little bit. Just a little eh, bit. Just a little <laughs> bit. Just, <laughs> just a little
2: something, something.
4: <laughs> All right, Ted, whenever you're ready. Sure. So, I think the main place it started for me was camp. I started doing aquatics when I was a kid. My grandfather taught me how to sail from Boy Scouts, and I did Boy Scout camp for 30 years, this will be the first summer in a long time. I'm not going back. And I learned about how to teach there. I really got interested in teaching and my career path started out in education, been doing different styles of education ever since. And aquatics has been the main piece of it, really the last 10 or 15 years. Did a ton of stuff for the Boy Scouts nationally and and regionally and been at Swim RVA. Coming out of the YMCA system for a while, so I'm teaching lifeguards and lifeguards instructors over there, and, and really enjoying it. All right, Debbie.
1: Well, I started out in college as a accounting major, and realized I couldn't sit still for eight hours a day.
0: <laughs> That's funny because I uh, actually started out as a marketing major and <laughs> yeah, that didn't work out for me either. ended up doing Mass Comm.
1: So then I went to physical education um, with emphasis in coaching and kept my business minor and then ended up at Baylor University, uh, get my master's degree in sport management, then worked for them and in running intramurals recreational sports and teaching in their health and human performance department uh, for 10 years, then moved back east. And then worked for sheltering arms physical rehabilitation centers running their health and wellness programs and expanding those and then went to uh, swim rva and have been there for almost five years now running all their programs
0: really cool really cool i've heard the name some rva um growing up in rva um henrico county native went to henrico high school best high school in Henrico County. If I Again? Can. You just, oh. every time you manage to find a way to sneak that in. We can edit, we can edit. If you didn't hear Ted back there, he's talking about editing it out, but I don't, somehow I don't think the guy editing that is going to be No, insane. because he <laughs> is <But>. the Henrico <laughs> grad. But uh, uh, on the topic of uh, Swim RVA, uh, like I said, I've, I've heard that name uh, for a long time, but I never really knew uh, what it was. So if you guys could just tell us what is swim rva
1: swim rva is a non here in the richmond area started out originally as the greater richmond aquatics partnership and then we, now we do business as swim rva it made more sense to people to understand it and so we are here to collaborate with people within this community in the richmond area to try to drown proof the richmond area and teach kids to swim and change lives through aquatics which is why we started this program that we're doing here with the students at hermitage and in the ace center
0: all right so how did that program start what what sparked it i guess
1: the programs has gone on we started three years ago with carver college and career academy in chesterfield and we came up with the idea of there's a lifeguard shortage currently so we already do our learn to swim program with second graders so we decided could we try to pilot a program with them and teach the kids in an advanced pe class to swim and get them lifeguard certified
0: well, wow, you mentioned there was a life, lifeguard shortage. What do you think may be like the underlying cause for a, a, a shortage like that?
1: Um, a lot of it is we know only half the U.S. population knows how to swim.
0: Really? Really. Only half?
1: Half the U.S. population. <laughs>
3: well, I'm in the 50% I can swim.
2: <laughs> Thank goodness.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Other 50%. How did the connection with uh, Henrico CT happen?
1: Um, it happened with Dr. Tygan, um, Adam Kennedy, our executive director, had dealt with her. In Chesterfield County where we were doing the learn to swim program so she was familiar with that and so we tried to approach from a workforce development standpoint um, so we approached Dr. Tigan and, and uh, Mac Bateman on a kid we tried to find a way to bring the program into the Henrico County school system
3: now, you talked about how few people know how to swim is it um, compared to say you know I'm 53 years old I learned 53 I'm I'm pretty kidding. young age <laughs> there it is again just digging it in a little deeper no but <laughs>
0: uh, i gotta get them for when them guys, i sorry. got
3: i got lessons really young and we went to they channel 12 used to have a pool and they taught swim lessons at channel 12 over there down on midlothian and um would you say that compared to somebody my age are more people are fewer people getting learning how to swim than say 30 40 years ago
1: Uh, That I wouldn't have the data for. However, I would say we're seeing more and more with aquatics happening Mm -hmm. through our mission. So the YMCA, Swim RVA, we all partner together to try to teach all 136 elementary schools, second graders how to swim. So the goal is to do that every year, and then we can kind of get them water safe. And so through that, we also have seen high school swimming start in Chesterfield so it's now a VHSL sport Um, it's been there for two years so the number of swimmers that are swimming on these teams has increased dramatically Um, so I think we are exposing people to aquatics and knowing that they have access to aquatics and that's our goal is trying to get more people access and how do we change lives through aquatics
0: and and raise that number of of people knowing how to swim from 50% on higher -hmm. (laughs) Is
3: is there a fee for the young kids to learn how to swim
1: the learn to swim program is free no cost to the school, no cost to the families.
3: And I'm assuming that's because you all have some, some nice sponsors here in the area.
1: We do. It's through donations.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay.
1: And, and every member at Swim Marve, if you're on our swim team, water polo team, and our wellness program, the dollars you spend there right. go to teach kids how to swim. Oh, okay. Well, that's great.
0: All right. So let's talk about the program that we have, the CTE, well, I guess CTE kids in. So what are they learning? in that program in particular. Uh, We got a chance to go hang out with them a little bit uh, earlier this week but you know solid should have brought the, swim clothes should have brought swim almost clothes. Got drowned <laughs> <laughs> never got in the water some water <laughs> shoes or something right i mean my poor sperries almost didn't survive the day but <laughs>
4: nonetheless what do the kids learn uh in 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 the class sure so it, it's a bit of uh a lot of C- cpr and first aid type stuff so last week we got them certified pretty much everybody now will be certified if they pass the written test um will be certified in standard level first aid and standard level civilian, guy walking down the street CPR. And then we joined into the, the pool piece and started out with some lifeguarding skills. We've done this for a couple of years. And the swim level is the main determinant of how you're going to do in a lifeguard class. So we really didn't know until we saw people in the water. And they were quite good, actually. They jumped right in. <laughs> they they were really not. Well. Yeah, they did a great job. So that is making progress, right? So it depends on the group and it depends on the student about how well they do with the initial water piece. So it's not necessarily designed yet to get them lifeguard certified but it is to get them exposed to lifeguarding to have those skills so that when they do get to a class they can be successful and it's it's work before and this program is set up differently it's it's a different number of days and different times so we're trying to find the right mix but They're going to come out with a standard certification in CPR and first aid and maybe professional level CPR training for, you know, like firefighters and EMTs and and lifeguards and that kind of thing. And exposure, heavy exposure to lifeguarding and see where it goes from there.
0: All right. I mean, it really seems like they're just getting skills uh, that could serve them outside of... Just if they don't necessarily go down the lifeguard track or the EMT track or the health track. It's just some of these things are just generally nice to know.
4: One of my students last year, uh, I taught her how to clear choking for an infant. And it literally happened in her house. Her mom was had a couple of kids over there in a daycare type situation. And she knew what to do wow. with that infant. Now ultimately it didn't it, it ended unfortunately it didn't work out but the point was that it became much better situation because she was trained because she was active and ready to do it. The results are strong for getting people certified and, and get them over that that hump of taking action. And so that was pretty surprising when she told us that this year cuz she took it again when she told us that this year the whole room just stopped and it really made it real. So it was pretty impressive.
3: That's great. Ms. Bobby, um, is this the first year that y'all partnered up with your students in the summer polytech program? That in the, your particular students, or is it a mix coming from some of the other classes, or is it just yours? Yeah,
2: no, there's just They're, all sports med kids.
3: Okay, yep. and are, do you see this as something you've been really excited? I'm really excited about Do you see this as something <laughs> she, that she always, you plan on, uh, who you would like to expand on, even for the A Center students during the regular school year?
2: Yes, I think it's a great opportunity for the students. It's something very unique that nobody else has. Um, obviously, I'm the only sports medicine teacher in the county anyway, so the kids that are interested in the this type of field it does nothing more but give them another chance opportunity exposure to another career in medicine dealing with sport so it kind of all kind of fits together because um, like dr kello alluded to earlier we now have a swim team here at hermitage so we never had that before last year was our first year so it is growing and it is growing within our county and with the shortage of lifeguards my current students that i have during the school year are looking for Jobs. it's a great fit for them still doing something in medicine, being medically trained that they can use as a career, even if it's just a stepping stone, I always like to say, to what they're going to do down the road. So it doesn't do anything more than help them. So it's a great, it's just a great opportunity.
3: Yeah, and it is an in-demand job. Uh, my yes. wife works in Homeowner Association Management, and they're always struggling to find enough um, uh Lifeguards for the pools that they manage. Right. So, yeah,
0: it's perfect. On that topic, what do you guys think uh, will help? I guess get kids more interested in the lifeguard field. Like, you know, what can what can be done to really spark that interest? Is it more information? Is it more exposure? What can really be done to spark that interest in, in becoming a lifeguard?
4: We've been working on this pretty heavily. There's a group that started about a year and a half ago, of Richmond area aquatics professionals, and it's representatives from the Red Cross, the YMCA system, the city of Richmond, the pool management companies, the uh, health and fitness people, us, and really trying to address this. It's traditionally been a pipeline of kids, some kid that's been in your in your facility all along. He finally gets old enough. You have a junior lifeguard program at 12, and at 15, you put them in a lifeguard class, and they move on. But that doesn't change the access issue. If you're not in the pool at 7 or 12 or 15, you're never going to get into our program. Right. So, great. Thanks. That's That's one slice of the population we're hitting. There's a lot more people out there. In addition... If we have people that are flooding the market, using a flood term, there you go. (laughs) go, go. Aquatics (laughs) water Yeah, exactly. exactly. (laughs) So if we're pumping people out there that are well-trained, then it's gonna be a lot better off. Just like Bobby said, geez, if they don't wanna be a lifeguard the rest of their life, it still sets them up for a lot of positive things. And if I've got a kid, you said this the other day, if you got a kid that's coming to you that worked at Chick-fil-A, I like Chick-fil-A. I hope they feed me later. But (laughs) or a lifeguard, who has had more responsibility, more training, more the whole package? So that's how we're trying to get this going, is to expand these type of programs into college college development programs, into high school development programs, into junior lifeguarding programs. And there's heavy interest all over the city. In that group, there's probably 5,000 lifeguards that are hired in the greater Richmond area. And we're still trying to figure out how many people we could hire or if we had an un- unlimited pool. I'm going to guess another 25 or 30% lifeguards. Oh, really? So, you're talking about an untapped market of what people need to be doing. Mm-hmm. You can't have access to water if you don't have safety. So, the lifeguards, you can attack it from multiple different ways. But if, if the Learn to Swim program teaches a, a whole city of second graders, great then what if they can't open the pool at four o'clock to keep people going so this is kind of the angle that we're coming from to try and get into career centers get into uh, high schools get it approved for high school programs get it approved for college level programs so that we can have this as a school credit thing and have it funded it is not cheap and that's a barrier as well if you're a kid that's 15 years old You've got a pony up $235 for a lifeguard class. That's standard across the city. And that covers... That's still subsidized, right? So... You've got to, there's barriers all over. So this kind of program also eliminates and tries to drop some of those barriers. So it's we're trying to work on a, as a city problem. We're trying to work a, as a regional and statewide problem. We meet with leaders in uh, Tidewater. They have a pretty good program down there as well. So this is something we're trying to grow from that side
3: of it. Well, plus the—I mean, it's nothing but a revenue. I mean, not a revenue, but a resume enhancer. If this is not something that you're going to do when you get older, it's perfect for right now. So, you know, when somebody's looking for a summer job, and when they go to put that—that that they had that job, the the leadership skills that you're going to gain, the team building skills, the responsibility, all those things are going to be a plus for any young person when they, whether they're going to college or not, for getting that the the job, the career you know so it's there's it's a no-brainer it's, it's perfect that y'all are offering these types of things it's great
0: uh, you guys alluded to uh, Ted I think you alluded to the EMT training the CPR sure. training that you get what are the careers that you've seen some of the guys people you've trained sure
4: end up in from you go know, from lifeguard at a young age to where they are now sure so I've At my facility, in uh, my camp guy, just from my, my tiny little camp in the middle of nowhere, uh, three Naval Academy guys have come off my waterfront. Wow. And it's guys that have gone into, uh, there's another guy that we called the other day. He's a firefighter and EMT. He's a professional firefighter and EMT. He's another buddy of mine that is uh, starting a business kind of like this, where he goes out and is a, and a professional aquatics guy. Plenty of other people, though, it's not just aquatics. It can lead to all sorts of other things. And if we do a good job with the training, and if we do a good job with the job of a professional rescuer, in my classes, and what we're trying to do is tell people, look, you're a professional rescuer. You're not a guy there flinging a whistle with a hat slung down, watching people walk by. You are a professional rescuer. Carry yourself as a professional, act like a professional, and be a professional. And there is stigma to some lifeguards where it's the cool guy thing or the not paying attention thing or too much bait watching. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> That's where we're right. Going. I mean I look like that guy, but I don't carry myself like that guy. So the idea is showing some
3: confidence. I know, right.
4: right. It's like, what was that guy's it, name? David uh, Hassel. David Hassel. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I got my the camera Hoff. on the parking lot. The Hall. <laughs> the idea is that acting like a professional goes across any job. Yes. Pro- carrying yourself as a professional, preparing yourself as a pro- professional goes across any job. This one just happens to have a life or death component.
3: A pretty big component. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's odd that you would have the, a stigma attached to it considering there's no – when somebody says, I'm a professional firefighter or I'm a rescue squad, nobody says, ah. Right. why would they have – I mean, it's – it's the same thing. There's a huge it's amount of respect. Yeah, for, for, exactly. for it should be it really should
0: be. It should be the same level of respect for, for those lifeguards out there. All right guys, running up against the clock here. Um I want to thank you guys for coming out. Well not coming out for for hanging out with us. Well I guess you know, this we one might be a people did come out. <laughs> Ms. They to the GPS. Yeah. playing from home. Uh, <laughs> but I want to thank you guys for spending a part of your day uh, here with us. Okay? So uh, make sure you guys check us out on social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all at Henrico CTE. Check out the website. See, I always think I forget YouTube, but it's really the website I'm forgetting. Check out the website. That is what you're forgetting. You don't need a anymore. Just put HenricoCTE.com, and it'll take you where you need to go. Tell them where they can find the podcast.
3: You can find the podcast on our host Anchor.com. Um, Spotify Apple Google all of the major uh, venues out there and I'm noticing that we're starting to get picked up some of the smaller ones I didn't even heard of
0: oh really yeah okay that's good coverage everywhere I want to have you guys covered on every platform possible so you don't miss what's going on in Henrico CTE. Alright guys, time to wrap things up here. I'm Rashawn Garnett for Mike, for Bobby, for Ted, for Debbie. This is Henrico CTE Now. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. Thank you so much guys for joining us. Until next time, so long everyone. Goodbye.